Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled Titus, Conduct Consistent with Sound Teaching, Part 1. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning international audience. We also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Last week, February 7th, our study was the first in our long-term Easter series. It was our examination of the topic titled, Titus, the Salutation and Task. How many pastors, teachers, do you know who practice becoming examples of good works? As a follower, a new convert to Christ, one might have some idea of what good works are so as to have some place to start. However, without modeling or examples of people who do good works, how does one learn what is needed to learn how to do more and even better good works? In other words, how does one grow in doing good works without a personal example of what one needs for learning? Yes, we have the Bible, but visual aid helps tremendously when one can see committed others doing biblical good works. We are in week two of a nine-week look at the book of Titus. I believe it has content pertinent to both the times we are presently living in and the Easter holiday, both in the days that Jesus was crucified and today. There seems to be a similar feel to these days we live in now. Certainly different, but similar in some ways. In their day, it was the coming death of their Savior. Today, it is the grossly large number of deaths of his followers. It is also about those who might be persuaded to follow Jesus into salvation and thus be saved for all eternity. Is that not at least part of the Easter theme? Who knew there was conduct consistent with sound teaching? Some of us, yes. However, many are unaware of this idea in American churches today. What does conduct and teaching have in common, as the title suggests, to our modern minds? First, in our Bible we read, But as for you, communicate the behavior that goes with sound teaching. Older men are to be temperate, dignified, self-controlled sound in faith, in love, and endurance. Older women, likewise, are to exhibit behavior fitting for those who are holy, not slandering, not slaves to excessive drinking, but teaching what is good. In this way, they will train the younger women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be self-controlled, pure, fulfilling their duties at home kind, being subject to their own husbands, 
so that the message of God may not be discredited. Encourage younger men likewise to be self-controlled, showing yourself to be an example of good works in every way. In your teaching, show integrity, dignity, and a sound message that cannot be criticized, so that any opponent will be at a loss because he has nothing evil to say about us. From Titus chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. In commentary, for verse 1 we read a quote by Calvin. He deals more in exhortations, because those intent on useless questions needed chiefly to be recalled to the study of a holy, moral life, for nothing so effectually allays men's wandering curiosity as the being brought to recognize those duties in which they ought to exercise themselves. From Robert Jameson, A. R. Fawcett, and David Brown Commentary, Critical and Explanatory on the Whole Bible, 1871. Notice this from the commentary passage. Nothing so effectually allays men's wandering curiosity as the being brought to recognize those duties in which they ought to exercise themselves. When we wander from our charge and calling, even our faith in Christ, because our curiosity calls us elsewhere, we can get into trouble. We fail to see we are also wandering away from our calling set to by God. Frequently, God's people refuse and even rebuke loving instruction. Many believe that the Christian walk is something that is woven into a comfortable life. These people are comfortable in the world they live and do not want people to upset that comfort. Yet, if you truly follow God, you will find there is a sense of being uncomfortable in your walk that one can only get used to by doing. It is not easy. However, what of anything in this life that is of value is easy? Verse 2 reads, Older men are to be temperate, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and endurance. What does this mean? Do we see these personal qualities in our older men today? I can tell you, in many of the churches I have attended, it is all too far away and only few that try to work verse 2 in their lives. If we intend to work these qualities into our lives, we need to understand the following. Commentary gives word definitions that are appropriate to observe. Sober. Translated vigilant, as sober men alone can be. But sober here answers to not given to wine. Grave. Dignified, behaving with reverent propriety. Temperate, self-restrained, discreet, by Alfred. Faith, charity, or love. Patience, combined in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. Faith, hope, 
charity. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. Patience, Greek, enduring perseverance, is the attendant on and is supported by hope. It is the grace which especially becomes old men, being the fruit of ripened experience derived from trials overcome. From Robert Jameson, A. R. Fawcett, and David Brown Commentary, Critical and Explanatory on the Whole Bible, 1871. Did you notice that those words have meanings that we may not be familiar with or even have knowledge of today? Today, when we use the word sober, we use it with reference to sobriety, meaning not being drunk. Notice, however, that sober also means, quote, vigilant, end quote. Notice, too, the word grave. We today use the word grave to denote serious circumstances or a place to lay to rest someone who has passed. Yet, it means dignified behaving with reverent propriety. If we are temperate, we are self-restrained and discreet, not the word meanings we might expect to find leastwise in America. We do not use the word charity of which we today say love. These three, faith, charity, or love, patience, are spoken of in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. In the Greek language, patience means enduring perseverance. Commentary tells us this as well. Patience, or enduring perseverance, is the attendant on and is supported by hope. It is the grace which especially becomes old men being the fruit of ripened experience derived from trials overcome. Wow! Let us read that last sentence again. It is the grace which especially becomes old men, being the fruit of ripened experience derived from trials overcome. What trials can you look back on and say you have overcome them with Christ and in Christ? This is a good question to ask yourself and answer one way or another. Now, notice verse 3 as Scripture now speaks to women. Older women, likewise, are to exhibit behavior fitting for those who are holy, not slandering not slaves to excessive drinking, but teaching what is good. On this verse, commentary says, Behavior, deportment, as becomes holiness, as becomes women consecrated to God, from wall, being by our Christian calling priestesses unto God. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 3, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 10. 
Obedient of Sacred Decorum by Bengal. No false accusers, no slanderers, a besetting sin of some elderly women. Given to much wine, the besetting sin of the Cretans, Titus chapter 1, verse 12, literally enslaved to much wine. Addiction to wine is slavery. Romans chapter 6, verse 16. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 19. Teachers, in private, not in public, influencing for good the younger women by precept and example. From Robert Jameson, A. R. Fawcett, and David Brown Commentary, Critical and Explanatory on the Whole Bible, 1871. We have a bit to examine further. Commentary starts with behavior, or deportment, and then defines it with other words in this passage, depending on your translation. These definitions, in summary, are as follows. Being by our Christian calling priestesses unto God, observant of sacred decorum, not slanderers, a besetting sin of some elderly women, the besetting sin of the Cretans, literally enslaved to much wine. Addiction to wine is slavery. Teachers in private, not in public, influencing for good the younger woman by precept and example. Then for the men we read, sober, here answers to not given to wine, dignified, behaving with reverent propriety, self-restrained, discreet, faith, hope, and charity, patience, enduring perseverance, is the attendant on and is supported by hope. It is the grace which especially becomes old men, being the fruit of ripened experience derived from trials overcome. There it is, the personal and social attributes of older men and women in Christ. This suggests strongly that we, men and women, need to aspire to this level of personal distinguishing feature and character. It does not mean women are locked away in some form of church social locker to be slaves. It means while public people who, by the book of Acts, operate within the church body in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that it is a private and unseen work in Christ. What is being described is a form of decorum that men and women of Christ should espouse to and live by. Furthermore, men more so and women are spoken of here. Old disciples of Christ must behave in everything agreeably to the Christian doctrine, that the aged men be sober, not thinking that the decays of nature will justify any excess, but seeking comfort from nearer communion with God, 
not from an undue indulgence. Faith works by, and must be seen in love, of God for himself, and of men for God's sake. Aged persons are apt to be peevish and fretful, therefore need to be on their guard. Though there is not express scripture for every word or look, yet there are general rules according to which all must be ordered. From Matthew Henry's Concise Commentary on the Whole Bible in the Public Domain While people, especially in the United States, can see this as overreach and control, leading to a less-than-happy way to live life, it is not that at all. It is how one lives a new life in Christ, for Christ. It does not mean we cannot have fun. It does mean what is fun changes from those things we believe are fun and yet sinful. Also, as older men and women of Christ, we need to set an example for the younger men and women to grow into so they mature in Christ. Such are the men and women we are talking about here. Those older men and women who have matured in Christ passing on that maturity to those young in their place of church body and then, more generally, in life overall. Verses 4 and 5 read, In this way they will train the younger women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be self-controlled, pure, fulfilling their duties at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands, so that the message of God may not be discredited. Commentary helps us understand better. Young women must be sober and discreet, for many expose themselves to fatal temptations by what at first might be only want of discretion. The reason is added that the word of God may not be blasphemed. Failures in duties greatly reproach Christianity. From Matthew Henry's Concise Commentary on the Whole Bible, Public Domain. So, while not perfect, we must pursue a higher level of being in Christ than where we are today. We can only pursue what we understand. Today, that caution is a good place. To not step into something until we understand it properly and move in it properly. Titus now addresses men. The younger men in the same way exhort to be discreet, having shown yourself a pattern of good works about all things in doctrine, impurity, sensibleness, incorruption, in sound speech, not to be condemned, that he who is opposed may be ashamed, having nothing bad to say about you. Commentary reads, Young men are apt to be eager and thoughtless, therefore must be earnestly called upon 
to be sober-minded. There are more young people ruined by pride than any other sin. Every godly man's endeavor must be to stop the mouths of adversaries. Let thine own conscience answer for thine uprightness. What a glory is it for a Christian when that mouth which would fain open itself against him cannot find any evil in him to speak of. From Matthew Henry's Concise Commentary on the Whole Bible, Public Domain. So, as you can see, this is not a woman-only thing designed to run women into the ground and discredit the work they are gifted by God to do. Are there rules for both men and women to follow if we are in Christ? Yes. However, many churches, here in America anyway, have pursued the regression of women to a speak-only role when the Bible clearly shows they are as much a part of things as men. They, like men, are also gifted by the Holy Spirit with gifts that operate in a public setting such as a church body. What must be recognized is women operate in and outside the church in a public way. However, for both men and women, there are rules by which we must follow. Titus here lays out those rules that can sound restrictive. However, they are the rules to the new thing we are doing if we are, in fact, in Christ's own. Next week, we will look at part two of this discussion found here in Titus chapter two. Remember, this year we are doing a more in-depth Easter study to promote spiritual growth. Titus we believe, gives us what is a good study for this purpose in this leading time to Easter. Play or download next week's episode, Titus, Conduct Consistent with Sound Teaching, Part 2, from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched. Currently, an all-electronic, Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome, and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Thank you all so much. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be Saved, 
at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. If you go to our internet homepage, under the podcast menu item, you can find many popular podcast platforms we are found on. If you would rather search for us, please use the search phrase, Church of the Un, insert dash symbol, Church. To find us on a podcast platform like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon, TuneIn, or Spotify, to name a few. Note, please use the dash symbol and not the word dash when you search for us. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ, Himself, and God our Father, who loved us and by grace gave us eternal comfort and hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good thing you do or say. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.